Welcome to the Sport Mind podcast series, where I sit down with world-leading guests and unlock the secrets to mental strength in sports. Today, before you dive into the episode, I have something special for all listeners. Are you struggling with self-doubt, overwhelmed by performance anxiety, battling inconsistency, or facing fear of failure in your sport? Are you looking to overcome these obstacles and conquer the mental game? Well, I've got just the toolkit for you. An ebook I wrote called Overcoming the Top 10 Mental Obstacles in Sport, which you can get today completely free of charge. This comprehensive ebook is a treasure trove of practical and actionable strategies tailored for athletes who want to unblock the most common mental obstacles. Each chapter offers digestible advice, providing immediate tools you can apply to enhance your mental game. Readers have been raving about the insights and the transformations they've experienced with this guide. Teresa from California emailed recently saying, your guide is brilliantly helpful. I've just been getting into it and I'm truly excited to use it to help with the obstacles I face regularly. I wrote this ebook to be concise, punchy, and most importantly, practical for immediate application. And the best part, it's completely free, a token of your commitment to your mental and athletic growth. So click on the link in the show notes right now to grab your copy of Overcoming the Top 10 Mental Obstacles in Sport, or simply visit the SportMind Hub by Googling SportMind Hub. Equip yourself today with the knowledge and tools to face those mental challenges head on. Now, let's jump into today's episode and get ready to elevate your mental game to the next level. So how do you use REBT to get the balance where, yes, winning is important, outcomes important, but actually to not let that hijack the mind too much? Yeah, well, there's a range of things that we could do. I mean, one of the main things of RBT is to recognize that you can still have important goals. You can still be outcome driven. It's just that when you place a want, a preference or, or a like, when you place that as a, as a, you know, as a demand, you put it on a high pedestal and say, I must achieve those sales and I must succeed today in, in, in the game. Then that's where we face some difficulties. It's fine to say, well, I really want this and it's really important to me and it would help me to get to the next level and the next stage and help me to get a salary increase. All of that stuff is, it's reality. You know, that might be the case. But as soon as you say, I want to, you know, exceed my sales targets and therefore I must, that's where we face a few problems because it starts to get into the realms of being irrational because just because you want something doesn't mean to say you get to demand it. doesn't mean to say you must have it. And by placing that must on yourself, you you kind of aggrandize and hyper-importantize the goal to the point where you're placing pressure on yourself at that point, pressure that you don't really need to place. It's enough pressure to, to, to really want and strive towards an important goal without then applying demands um, on that goal, you know, sure. unnecessary demands, you know. What you do when you're working with somebody is you kind of develop develop tools that they can use within practice but also what you're trying to do is to help them to shift their philosophy so what i mean there is if my philosophy of life is that you know there are things that i want in life but i don't that doesn't mean to say i have to have them or bad things will happen it doesn't mean to say they're awful and if i carry that around with me into all of my interactions all of the situations that i go into and it's a real deep philosophy Mm. then I'm, i'm much less likely to place demands on myself and awfulize when I'm in that performance environment. Mm-hmm. So it's less about me using, you know, having irrational beliefs in everyday life than when I go into performance, now I challenge them. 
Mm-hmm. This is about helping you to shift your philosophy and gravitate the philosophy towards something more rational, something that's more consistent with reality and more logical, so that you don't need to have that battle like when that. you go into the performance environment. Mm-hmm. Now, if you do have to have that battle, because we're not perfect and we do sometimes slip into into these irrational beliefs and these dysfunctional thoughts, then w- one of the things that we kind of work with people on is to help them to ask themselves key questions. So what am I telling myself about the situation that is leading me to feel this particular way? Mm-hmm. And that core question is it places the responsibility internally and starts the individual's process of, of trying to understand, okay, how do I restructure some of the things that I'm saying to myself in this moment, you know? So you kind of try to, you try to help people, you try to arm people with the tools to use in a live environment. But I think really what we're doing in RBT is helping somebody to shift their philosophy. And when you shift your philosophy, you carry that with you into these yeah. situations. It's a much more efficient way to manage your emotions and manage your psychology in the performance moment.